A very warm welcome to This World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome back to this World Game Changes podcast episode. A returning guest continuing the theme of being immersed in the present moment. What a gift. Rebecca, Rebecca Wheel, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. It seems very strange, listeners, being very formal. Rebecca Wheel, welcome back. Isn't it true that when you've got a I kind of say a close relationship with somebody and you address them formally as I've just done there, which was probably appropriate for this podcast, or maybe it wasn't. Rebecca, what a way to start a podcast. Don't know where we're going with this because we're in the present moment. Any comments (laughs) around that um, bizarre introduction? (laughs) Well, I guess there's all sorts of different situations and, um, you know, we have... um, yeah, different ways to address people or different um, methods. I don't know. Methods? Methods are not really the right word. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, what's just come to me there, listeners, is the fact that, um, you know, obviously Rebecca and I are well known to each other. We speak a lot about a lot of things, uh, both on air and off air. But isn't it true that when we're in company, how we sometimes adopt a different persona with, you know, somebody we might have a closer relationship with, for example. And I was just a little bit formal there, wasn't I, for the purposes of, you know, the introduction. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It is. And, And I think to varying degrees, we're like chameleons, human beings. We're kind of, or at the risk of splitting a metaphor, we wear masks depending on what situation we're in. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Being in the moment's a wonderful thing, but you never quite know where it's going to take you, listeners. Mm. There's always that big level of uncertainty, isn't there, with just not knowing being in the moment. Um, but yeah, I think I agree. I think, you know, there is, uh, to a degree, there's always a certain mask that we wear um with in company uh well maybe there's not maybe there's not maybe mm. maybe you know maybe that's what we kind of because uh, i i feel like we've spoken about this before so it's interesting to challenge that isn't it maybe um you know there's times where there's no mask or maybe when when is there no mask i guess when there's no mask it's when you're just being you're just being you're just just being who you are um and that also brings into you know the idea that people around you in some way can help to define you or or can um because if you were just completely on your own you are your only reference point in life so um I guess what I'm trying to say is that there is a certain degree of influence people 
do have in your life um is this making any sense (laughs) (laughs) the thing is listeners isn't this the epitome of being in the moment you know just having a conversation Uh, there's a there's an old song isn't there i'm busy doing nothing and this kind of conversation is 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 very much of that you know we're busy having a conversation talking about nothing in particular and you never know as i keep saying where that's going to take you but because you're in kind of new territory and you're in the moment and it's spontaneous every now and again something really magical will come out of it Mm. something magical that you probably wouldn't have found if you was doing the inverted commas normal dialogue of you know well i can't drop my mask i must say this i must say that i must do 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 and whereas when you throw that caution to the wind and almost be fearless you know we've spoke about kind of being naked before to the world haven't we you know metaphorically this is me and deal with it in the nicest possible way because i don't come from any other place than love and you know true intent to you know commit towards a better world but we're kind of not too comfortable with that as humans generally are we yeah i feel like the idea of that is more is tends to be more daunting or scary than it actually is because when you actually sink into it and just fully surrender as you say that's where the magic starts to happen and things start to unfold and you know you can get downloads and all these things can emerge from that softening and that surrendering to the moment but it seems that a lot of the time or what I find anyway is more it's the more the kind of the the fear the idea of it is um is is more scary than the actual doing it it's a paradox again isn't it because Mm. once you actually do fully surrender and you allow yourself to just sink into the unknown and you know whatever will emerge will emerge um and just trust that then paradoxically the fear kind of disperses yeah yeah absolutely agree with that 100 percent listeners i've been through that situation that rebecca's described it still seems very strange calling you rebecca very formal very sunday morning-esque <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah once we surrender but you know, I think that kind of encapsulates that saying from the Sioux tribe, the longest journey we'll ever take is from the head to the heart. And what we you were speaking to there, Rebecca, what dawned on me was, you know, we live mainly in the head, don't we? And that's where the fear prevails. That's where the ego has a field, field day, rather than transferring to the heart and having that faith to just trust that, actually, I'm good and I'm in really good hands here. And I'm not saying that we adopt that as a blanket approach and we just kind of, you know, lose all inhibitions and just go out there wild. And, you know, I'm not I'm not suggesting that because, you know, let's at the risk of sounding sort of even slightly cynical. There are people in the world that will abuse and take advantage of that uh, approach. And um, so there's a discernment that goes with this. But that's where I think it's important to have people in your life that you know you can really trust. You can really trust. And that can be a scary place. You know, giving... We spoke yet... Yeah, 
in a previous episode, didn't we? Uh, I think it was episode two of the three. This is the third one where this thing of trust and control and, and all that. But really what you're saying there, Rebecca, to me, how that lands in my world is when you trust, you trust. Mm, you know, it's yeah, almost it, black and white, isn't it? It feels like it. It feels like trust isn't 100% thing. It's like you either trust or there's a smidgen of something there, which is, I guess, not trust. Mm. Um, but whatever, you know, we are always in the world from our perspective. So, um, and from our experiences and, and everything from ourselves. So any degree of uh, lack of trust really comes down to, you know, there's something there within ourselves um, that it's revealing, I, I feel, because, you know, I've gone um, through uh, some times in my life where I've kind of lost trust with myself. And I think people can relate to that to varying degrees. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it's not a question of... Um, it really doesn't even matter, you know, why that is or what those things were that happened or, you know, but it's more um, just, I guess, trusting that, you know, not that everything will be okay, but that we will be able to um, navigate that through that, it, whatever situation it will always be okay in the end I guess is what I'm saying um, I, think, I think it was Louise Hay who coined the phrase uh, everything's okay and if it's not okay it hasn't ended yet yeah in, in other words that you know it's a continuous experience that's leading to a, a place of you know ultimately we grow you know, and people, and I'm <laughs> people. I feel so judgmental when I'm saying this. When generalisation that, let me rephrase that, listeners. Let me check myself in the moment there about what was that natural conditioning that that was about to come out there. Oh, people. Okay, straight away you're into a generalisation. <laughs> it's interesting as well, isn't it? Because I say I I find myself saying that sometimes. And who is people? <laughs> and also. Is, is there a smidge of people is maybe us as well? Maybe Absolutely. we, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like singing at this point, listeners, that Barbara Streisand iconic record. People, people <laughs> who need people are the luckiest people in the world. Don't know where that come from, listeners. Totally in the moment. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I would have joined him, but unfortunately, very sadly, I didn't know the lyrics. So, <laughs> right. Wow. What a revelation. This is on air. So, this is a, a beautiful soul, listeners, that was adamant. And I'm sure we've got this on a previous podcast as your honor evidence <laughs> that Rebecca on record, I will never sing. No, I can't sing. I won't sing. What did she just say there? What did the beautiful soul just say there? Right. Wow. I am impressed in the moment. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that. Watch this space, listeners. The next number one in the charts, Rebecca and Paul. And, and what an acronym. Rap.
Rap. Oh, we've gone caught on something here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. the new rap, Rebecca and Paul. That's it. Isn't that, you know, <laughs> joking aside, <laughs> that spur of the moment. I mean, you know, conversations like this, listeners, you can't you can't script them. You know, that came in a second. And some people will think, yeah, and and some will think, wow, that was really ingenious. It wasn't either of those, it just was what it mm. was what it mm. was in the moment. So let's go on to music then, Rebecca, shall we? Let's sure. strike while the iron's up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm inspired. <laughs> What's happened? What's happened to this beautiful soul? This this one that was in denial about her creative talents musically. So let's just kind of play and flirt with this uh, musical theme for a moment. If, what if, I mean, isn't it great, listeners, to ask what if questions, you know, really expand the mind and kiss the sun and touch the moon. And there's no walls, there's no ceilings, there's no boundaries. You know, we're free. We're free, free in the mind. And that to me is the gateway to the heart. Or maybe it's chicken and egg the other way around. But so, Rebecca, if what if you and I was to create a rap, give me some creative ideas and thoughts not just from our point of view or yeah actually from our point of view but how could we use that to inspire the world to lift the world the energy of love and music and rhythm and I don't know just mm. yeah well I, I uh rhythm music is so abstract isn't it you can't really describe it you couldn't really you, you know it's one of those where um, it's sound and it's frequency and it's it's uh, so it's a very abstract form of expression and I feel that if we were to create a rap song um, you know rap generally has a kind of for me it has kind of connotations of you know um, you know people on the streets and kind of like um, there's a term in England that we call uh, brap. So brap, brap. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, but so, <laughs> but very kind of like, you know, um, there's a kind of element of, uh, I feel like there's an element of truth to rap as well, you know, but also anger a bit and maybe, so what we could do is revolutionize rap and uh, create a paradox where, you know, we sing in rap um, style, but with, you know, very loving, very uplifting lyrics. Um, I don't know, just an idea. Mm. And also I have kind of stereotized, uh, stereotyped rap <laughs> there. So I'm sure there's all sorts of different forms of rap and I've just kind of, um, you know, just ha that's one form, isn't it? One idea of it anyway. Stereotized. I like that. <laughs> Where is this word stereotized? <laughs> <laughs> But it's a new word. <laughs> it's a new word, absolutely. Communication is the art of being understood. And whether the word exists or not, I don't know, but I understood what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's all that matters. So what's in a word? They say everything. Hmm. Everything and nothing. But mm. just going back to your musical suggestion, because, okay, so let me ask you, on a personal basis, Rebecca, what you know, what's your kind of ideal record music? I mean, that's a big question because I think invariably for for us as people, generalizing again, listeners. <laughs> so there's a judgment here and the, an opinion. 
And we'll come to opinions in judgments in, in a moment. But I think it's fair to say that, um, you know, to ask somebody, what's your number one record or style is a massive question. Because isn't it true, listeners, that as people, we, humans, depending what mood or experience we're in, that can change. That can change. Yeah. And I, I actually can't answer that. It, there, wouldn't, there isn't one that is the one that stands out for me. Um, because I like such an array of musics and they all speak to different parts of me and there's different... Um, you know, moments and times where I listen to them. So for example, I really love, um, I really love house music, deep house, kind of melodic house. Um, I love the abstractness, the beats, the, um, the rhythm, the repetition of it. Um, and in particular that merges for me with dance. So I've recently started to um, dance in, in life and learn a bit of dance moves. And um, so I love dancing to deep house there. But um, also I love, uh, you know, there's some meditation uh, songs, uh, tracks that I listen to. Um, I have about five on a playlist that are just, uh, they're just, for me, they're so profound and they're so, there's just something about them that um, is kind of unexplainable. So I really love those as well, but they're so different. They're kind of used in a meditation space. So and then also there's the track that we've spoken about many times, which is completely different to both of those, which is um, the uh, We Are The World. Is that, mm. yeah, um, you know, uh, so a whole array of of music, you know, there's so many, so many reggae, I love reggae. Um, what about you, Paul? What about, mm. and I, I kind of know already asking the question, well, I think I know anyway, I know you've spoken about ballads before, yeah. um, but what about, could you say one track or one song is, is um, your favourite song or your, you know? I mean, I've kind of, uh, what a great question that is, because I've kind of gone on record as saying, <laughs> no pun intended, yes, every single pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, it's flowing today, isn't it? <laughs> this is flowing. Where it's going, listeners, we haven't got a clue, but it's certainly flowing. It's like a river just flowing down the road, and, yeah. you know, where's it going to go? I don't know. Who knows? Flowing down the road? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Anyway, goodness. the rabbit hole gets bigger yeah <laughs> um <Love it. laughs> how, how dear we enjoy ourselves we're not here to enjoy ourselves are we yeah <laughs> we're here to perform and achieve <laughs> with an end result and a goal mm. <laughs> unquote um <laughs> right um yeah top three um yeah it, wow what a question i mean this um Mm, I love Jerusalem as a ballad from a patriotic perspective. Uh, I vow to thee my country from a uh, patriotic perspective. As you've said, USA for Africa 94, massive, absolutely massive. Uh, on a more, you know, and, and this is this is kind of... I want to say romantic because that's a word and a label that I think most people can resonate with. 
It's not one that I resonate with because, as I've said many times before, listeners, I think and feel and know that love is what we naturally are. So I, I, I won't constrain it in a box and label it romantic. Uh, I don't. The, but that said, so for the purpose of answering Rebecca's question, the ballads that I love are of romantic source. Foreigners, iconic record. I want to know what love is. I mean, just uh, Cliff Richard. Sir Cliff Richard, when he sang Miss You Nights, you know, those sad songs. Well, no, sad is not the word. Um, that just shows you, listeners, we throw a word out there and it's like, well, hang on, that word's not appropriate. But we do that, don't we? Because we're in this conditioned way of just auto-responding almost. You know, and we touched upon this, Rebecca, didn't we, about listening. Humans generally listen to respond. They listen to a part of a conversation so that they can then come back and give an answer and they can be heard. Rather than actually empathising and being still for the pe the person that's speaking, and, and oftentimes it doesn't need an answer, it just maybe needs a simple, hmm, okay. OK, you know, that calming energy of actually it's not about you. I just want to be heard because I'm hurting. Please mm. just listen. Please be still for me. Please hold that space for me. But mm. we tend not to do that, do we? It's like, mm. OK, so you've told me a situation and the the obvious reaction is let me offer you a solution because I know best. Mm. And sometimes that, that sometimes really does come from a good place. Um, you know, the person could be trying to really offer some help. But when you dig deeper on it, you're right, because, you know, oftentimes we're trying to say something that we kind of already know to, I don't know, like to, you know, yes, we're trying to help. But sometimes there's a part of us that just wants to, you know, give that good advice and 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 um, make make that person feel better for our own kind of um, satisfaction. Which is that a bad thing? I don't know. Maybe not. But there's definitely something to be said for listening deeply with the heart rather mm. than just listening to be like, you know, what can I say? What, how can I help? You know, because then we are wrapped up a bit in ego with that. Um, what do you mm. think around that? What is that kind of? Well, this is where, for a moment, I wasn't present with you. I was hearing you speaking. What was you saying? I don't know. Because I was Ooh. distracted and I was distracted, listeners, thinking about Rebecca's previous question, because I never really fully answered that. Shirley mm. Bassey, Dame Shirley Bassey, this is my life. And I don't give a damn for lost emotions. I've such a lot of love. I want to give. Let me live. Let me live. Mm. As I look around and see a great big part of me is my life. 
And, and that's very true. And the way that Dame Shirley blasts that out really from the heart. And it's her kind of expression, I suppose, of life generally, but certainly our own struggles in her earlier uh, days. And, mm. you know, that love will conquer all. Just let me live, let me breathe and let me love. I don't need anything else. So that would, at this moment in time, be my number one. The lack of presence when you was just saying whatever it was. And actually, in a loving, respectful way, I kind of offer no apology for not being present. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because, okay, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So and when that, we... Yeah, sorry. Go <laughs> <laughs> so when we look at this... Um, um, no, I'm not going to take it down this rabbit hole. Ask me the question again, Rebecca. About the music? No, we've moved on. The one that you just said I wasn't present for. Okay. Well, um, actually, what, I don't really know that I was asking something specifically. I was kind of just having a, a bit of a dive into the listening to understand and listening to um, to respond and just dancing with that around you know kind of what you spoke about is there an element of you know ego when we respond sometimes in offering someone help um because yeah I think there's something to be said for just deeply listening and listening you know with the heart rather than thinking I need to be able to say something here you know to um for whatever reason um yeah, just just that that silence is so all that space, isn't it? That space mm. and just um, being with someone in their suffering actually can do so much rather than offering any advice, offering any solutions, because we've only got our own perspective and we can, you know, we can uh, guide people and support people and, and express our truth. And, you know, but there's definitely something to say for just being with someone when they're in that pain and just, you know, being in that space. Um, so, yeah. And, and I think there's something in this world and in this life for me, and certainly a place that I've landed in my life, listeners, is just being with somebody, irrespective of what energy or space they're in, you know, Love is is the greatest gift of all. It's the greatest energy. In in my world, in my humble opinion, you know, I don't ask approval or disapproval on that. That's where my world's landed. And we talk about truth. I own that truth. I own that knowing. And with some people, all that will resonate. And with others, it won't. And And that's fine. Because I think, you know, so long as we've got ourselves and, you know, we're being true to ourselves... And I think there's a thin line between that as well, because there's so much stuff about being, you know, kind of independent and we don't need anybody else and self-love conquers all. Mm, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Rebecca, you and I have spoke around the Picasso adage of learning all the rules and then you know how to break them for the betterment of life. And that is very true for me. Pass it a driving test, car driving test, very, you know, you, you go through certain motions, you do certain things, you learn the rules, you pass your test. Do you drive that way? Does anybody drive that way when they've passed the test? I certainly don't. And observing others that I've been in a car with, neither do they. 
But that's mm. a great example of saying, you know, to reinforce Picasso's take upon philosophy on life, learn the rules and then you know how to break them for the betterment. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, something that really, I think, in creativity, you know, can be applied across all the all the uh, across the board, really, with mm. whether it's music, whether it's arts, um, you know, dance. You can learn all the 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 moves and the the um, you know, or with art, you can learn all the techniques, whatever the thing is. Um, then it gets to a place where you then have the artistic license to because you've got that foundation so then you can kind of be creative and actually step into the unknown because the 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 learning of the things um is the known isn't it that's the things the steps the the, the foundations the kind of riverbanks maybe um and then the creativity actually creativity is quite um uh, I, i've got a quote on my website um, that says creativity is a dance in the realms of uncertainty so it is an uncertain thing when you're in that space of creativity because you don't know what you know it's um it's unknown my mind just went there as we start to um to bring things to a close on this particular podcast episode listeners my mind as Rebecca was speaking and I was present in that one by the way what's present <laughs> went over to as i invariably do for whatever reason right back to the very first podcast that was was recorded mastering the game of life is as simple as a b c a awareness where are we now what am i aware of what am i aware of in this conversation where's it going does it need to go anywhere isn't it just this dance, this exchange of energy, of love, of just being in the moment and talking, you know, I'm busy doing nothing. That's fine. Because there's so much pressure and expectation that we've, we've got to achieve. But there's got to be an outcome. What about in the old days when we're led to believe tribes just sat around the campfire and they did a powwow and they passed the peace pipe and uh, not that I'm advocating smoking, but, <laughs> you know, whatever it was, you know. So awareness, B, beliefs. What story are we telling ourselves? We pick this story up. Where we got this script from? Where we got this from? Is it serving us? That's the big question. Is it serving us? If not change it so that c is actually it could be change but the one i like and the one i refer to continuously is the one you've alluded to creativity because the key to the key the key that is creativity is that unlocks so many doors and helps us to look at things from different perspectives wow what a conversation ms wheel <laughs> what a conversation Indeed. Any thoughts, any summary thoughts as we start to close down now? Close down. That's not got a good energy around it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think a, a, a very varied conversation and um, all sorts of different uh, topics and dives and, you know. Um, so, yeah. Just being in the moment. 
And I'd like to offer two things, listeners, by way of closure. Uh, the first one is, and this is my summary of this beautiful dance that's taken place. There's been humour infused in it. Yes, we've gone down a few rabbit holes. Don't we do that in life generally? We do that, don't we? Not everything's a nice, linear, neat and tidy package where we go from A to B. Life's not like that. But my... My penultimate leaving comment is this. Being present is a wonderful gift. Presents are gifts, aren't they? And then the other one is to sign off the way I always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?